Folks, can I tell you, God's word is not politically correct. God's word is we're for him or we're against him. It's pretty black and white when it comes to God. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's V-L-C-C-A-Z dot org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. That's why we come to church, is to worship. That's why we come to church, is for Him. I was in the back praying, and I I told Bill and Heather before the team, before everyone come out, that we're going to... I just really sense a a spirit that God wants to heal folks in the house. You, You see me hobbling around, and I'm wearing these designer shoes... Because I had surgery this week and and I uh, didn't plan on going in for surgery, but the doctor said you need you need your feet worked on, and so they worked on my feet, and so I'm hobbling around today. It's not a big deal. I'm not in horrific pain, but uh, I believe that God wants to heal, and that's what I was believing God that He was speaking over the last couple of days. My wife and I went to Kingman yesterday to to officiate a, 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 a memorial service. Well, to be not to officiate it, to be a, a part of it. And, and while I was there, I started sensing God wanted to do something. So maybe you're here and you've already been to the altar, but you say, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm dealing with this, that, or the other thing. It may be physical. It may be emotional. It may be social. It may be financial. But I want you to get out of your chair right now because the Bible says, call for the elders of the church. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover 
And so if you're here, don't think about it. Don't sit down and dwell on it. Get out of here and just come stand in this altar. I don't want you to kneel down. I want you to stand in this altar. And we're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you. According to God's word. Because, folks, God, not your doctor, is your hope. Yes, I went to a doctor. And the doctors, you know, sliced and diced on my feet. But that's okay. God gave man the ability to do these things. Okay? Come. Come. There's more people coming. And you need to not. The Lord spoke to me and said, this is what I want to do this morning. So, you know, folks, I I always have an idea of what I'm going to do in church. But, folks, it's not a matter of what I want to do. We want to do what God wants to do. So I need you to spread out. And everybody's congregating on that side. If you'll spread out on this side, then it'll be a little bit easier. Okay? And and I'm going to call for the elders. I'm going to call for the, the pastors and, and, and leaders. And I want you to come. And I don't want you to get in front of them. I want you to stand behind them. We're going to pray for them. I need my ushers to come. Because the reality is sometimes when these kind of services happen, people fall under the power of God. That's called being slain in the spirit is one of those biblical terms now one of the things that i'm going to do is i'm going to take a little pill it is not a power of god pill it is a breath freshener because if people yeah i can tell that my friend if people go down i want to make sure it's the spirit not my breath so understand this morning This is God's church. And you have a pastor. And folks, more than anything in my life, I want God to move. I don't want to just preach a sermon. I want God to move. And so when these things happen, we want to believe God. We want to believe God. So if if you're standing here and you're standing here believing God for a healing. Now, once again, you said, well, pastor, you said financial. God doesn't heal finances. Well, you might as well throw this book away. Because this book is full of financial miracles. Okay? And God heals every capacity. Emotional, physical, spiritual, financial. And listen to this. Social. You may be having struggles in your workplace. And that's what I just feel happening inside. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a politically correct society that really stinks. Folks, can I tell you, God's word is not politically correct. God's word is we're for him or we're against him. It's pretty black and white when it comes to God. I'm saying to do dumb things. I'm not talking to stand up on the desk and start preaching. But what I'm, I mean, unless the Holy Spirit moves and you'll say, well, how do I know it's the Holy Spirit? A whole lot of people be coming to the Lord that day. And God will tell you and God will help you. So what you want to do is you want to say, God... This workplace, I was talking to somebody the other day and talking about their job situation. And they, uh, they were telling me about all the struggles, the difficulties, and, and the, the spirit just rose up inside of me. And I said, well, your problem is you work for the wrong boss. You're working for your company. You're not working for Jesus. Can I tell you, if you're a Christian, I don't care how secular and how ungodly your job is. If God has you there, let God shine there. Okay, and the way you do that is say, Lord, you brought me here and I'm working for you. So you're the one that has to make all the rest of this work. Can you say amen? (coughs) So I'm going to start over on this side and I'm going to walk my way to this side. 
I'm not going to take a long time, but I'm going to lay hands on you. Now, what happens? I talked about being slain in the spirit. Once again, from Genesis to Revelation, there's people that fall over under the power of God. It's not the preacher. And I've already taken the breath fresheners, so it's not the breath. You ever been to church much? You know pastor's breaths. Or, uh, yeah, anyway, preachers. So anyway, so we're going to pray. But what I need you to do is I need, you can sit down, you can stand up, you can do whatever you want to out there. But I need you not to be visiting. I need you to be focusing on these folks. If it was you up here, you'd want them focusing on you. So I want you to stretch your hands and I want you to pray. Okay? We're going to sing this song softly. Okay? Just bless the Lord, O my soul, over and over and over. Okay? And uh, because it's, it's God's blessing. David always encouraged himself in God. When he was going through the, the, the pit, he would always encourage himself in God. Bless the Lord, O my soul. 103rd Psalm. And forget not all of his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget all of his benefits. God is the one that provides. God's the one that heals. Can you say amen? amen? Father, in this place, God, this is your house. These are your people. And Father, in Jesus' name, it's not by might or power. It's by your spirit. And God, in this house, these people are coming. God, not for a pastor just to lay hands on them. They're coming to have that pastor and have those elders stand in agreement with them, believing for your hand of provision, of promise. And God, that's what they're pursuing today. And God, we thank you with all the love and passion you have. Touch every man, every woman, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, according to your word, we lay hands. And God, we believe. Lord, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you just do what you said you would do, what you promised that you would do. Father, I praise you, and I worship you, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. I don't know. God, if you give me a word, why somebody is here, I'll tell them. But, Father, right now, what we're doing is we're just laying hands. God, you know the emotional baggage, Father God, that torments this young woman. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. God, that if she would just lay it in your hands, you have prodded her, family, friends have prodded her to just trust you. And God, she just has to let go. She has to give it to you. God, that's the only hope. That's the only promise she has. That's the only certainty she has. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. God, lift this. Lift this weight off of her. God, she's tried to do it herself. But God, let her know. God, that you are the only one that can do this, Father. You are the only one that can do this, Father. God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for my friend. God, thank you, Lord, for Ken, that you would help him. God, you know where he's at. God, he lives in the torment of where he's been. But God, you are promising And you have been promising. God, help him just to know. It doesn't matter where he's been. Right now, he has given his life to you. And he's trying everything within him. God, to trust you. Help him. God, that you can get him where he's going. Thank you for your healing. Thank you, complete healing, Father. God, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for my sister, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God. 
You know who she is. God, she struggles with that herself. God, who am I? What am I doing? Now, those are prayers that she's prayed. Those are the words that she said. And Father, in Jesus' name, you know, you knew her from the very beginning. And God, for such a day as this, you have brought her. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, for your revealing who she is. God, the struggle, she's been looking to who she is in her, in family, in friends, in relationships. But God, what she needs to focus on who she is in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. God, we've turned this way, we've turned that way. And God, you told us to turn your way. God, the first step in any victory is to make the decision to win. Society would like to keep us bound up in that, that, that this is just as good as it gets. That this is life. Father, it's not. God, you said, seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, and everything else you would take care of. Thank you. Thank you, God, for your healing. The mind, the body will follow. The mind. God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. If I'm missing anybody, please get them close to me. Pastors, if you just go go along and pray for folks. Father, in Jesus' name. God, you have kept my sister long. You have kept her strong. And God is, because so many people are being affected by her life. Lord, not in little ways. But God, the truth is, she asks you, what ways? God, I know only heaven holds all those answers but God I thank you that you just continue you continue to use her keep her strong Father Lord I thank you Father in Jesus name Father in Jesus name and he's just step back a little bit Father in Jesus name thank you Lord God her in you her in you ultimately you and her. God is where she is. God, there's so many times that we look for feelings, we look for emotions in all the wrong places. But Lord, in you, in you is where we find peace, comfort, health for the hurts. Thank you, Lord. God, we do not forget all that you've done. But God, I thank you for what you're yet going to do in my sister. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, for all that you're doing, all that you promised. God, she lays this on the altar. This time. This time. Let her know is the last time. And there will be no next time if she promises to leave it. To leave it. To leave it. 
look at me. Okay? You've picked it up and taken it back every time. You say, God, it's yours, it's yours, it's yours. Okay? But then you try to do things about it. You can't. Leave it. Let it go. Give it to God and say, God, you're the only one to do it. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? You've got to let it go, Sally. God can do this. Only God can do that. And if you will do it this time next week, you will see a change. If you will just give it to him and leave it. And I want you to come back and tell us about it, okay? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my friend. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, he too struggles. He too struggles. God, with what was. With what was. God, in Jesus' name, help him know that what he has to focus on and what is. Because that's what you're going to use to get what will be. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, you're healing. God, lots of bags, Father. Let them drop off. Let them drop off, Father, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. God, her too. In and of herself, God, she struggles. Visiting. God, of what the enemy has tried to put a wedge in. God, let those walls come down. 
thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we lay it in your hands. We trust you, Father. God, we trust you, Father. Complete healing, Father. Complete deliverance, Father. Complete victory. Father, in Jesus' name. Hey, let me talk to everybody just for a minute. Is the, is the singer stuck? All y'all can go can sit down, but I want to talk to the whole. As I'm going through here, keep, keep music playing, please. As I'm going through here, I just get an overwhelming sense of defeat. Let, let me talk to you about the world we live in today. The Bible says that before the Lord's return, before the Lord's return, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a great move of the enemy to try to bring discouragement. To try to bring an overwhelming anxiety that I just can't measure up. Folks, as I'm going through and just praying for people and laying hands on people, I, I could have spent all day here giving words to folks as the Lord would speak to me. But then as I got over here and I was, I was praying, God said, wait and speak to everybody. I want you to hear this because some of this is going to, some of these things are going to, are going to set you completely free. Okay. There's a great despondency that is sweeping the world today. The rate of suicide in the world is higher today than it has ever been in all of history. You can do a little simple Google search and find that. Why? This spirit of despondency. Okay, and let me tell you, you say, well, Pastor, this even, is that happening in Christians? Yes. Because he's trying to, he's trying to get us to think it has to do with us measuring up. Folks, Jesus measured up. Our strength comes in the fact that he did what we couldn't do. And the word of God said he continues to do what we can't do. God never asks you to do what you can't do. He always tells you to do what you can do and then trust him for what you can't do. But the enemy wants you to focus so much on what hasn't been, what wasn't, what isn't. Well, today's message, and, and I'm going to shorten it considerably, uh, you know, because I, 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 I think God's already done some great things, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on some things. Because the reality, it's not what you were. It's not where you were. It's not what you've done. Yes, the Bible says, stop doing it. Go and sin no more. He doesn't tell you that you have to make up for it. My goodness, if I had to make up for everything I'd done, eternity wouldn't be long enough. Don't laugh at me. You know it's the same for you. We have all blown it badly. I got one amen out of that statement. We have all fall short of the glory of God. And ladies and gentlemen, we continue to fall short of the glory of God. But 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 verse 21 tells us very simply that he made him, Jesus, to become sin. That you and I who knew no righteousness could become the righteousness of God. How? In him. That's right. 
So today, you need to start saying, God, it's me in you. And you in me. That's the strength I need. Is that making sense? I want to sing this, this chorus one more time. No, I don't. I want to go to the other song that we added this morning. Um, Break every chain. Break the chains. Okay? And if you're sitting there and you still feel that God needs to do something, we laid hands on you according to God's word. Say, lay hands on the sick, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, financially, socially, and they shall recover for the prayer of faith will heal them. If they've had any sins, they'll be forgiven. The book of Ephesians says this very clearly, folks. What we have to do is now accept it. Accept it. If you've been wearing those old shoes, it's time to kick them off. You can go down and get some of those designer shoes like I have on today. It's time to get the shoes prepared for the gospel of peace. Blessed are those who bring the good news and let them see what God has done in you. Could you change that song? How's the words go? There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. There is power in the name of Jesus. Everybody sing. There is power in the name of Jesus. And you know what happens in the name of Jesus? Every chain is broken. Every power is broken. Every demonic line is broken. It's in Jesus' name. It's not in victorious life, Savior. It's not before we change the order of this service to step out of your chair and just lay everything at this altar say pastor why back to the altar back to the altar folks the altar is where God gives deliverance if it happened someplace else it would already be done that's what the altar is for it's a sign it's a point of contact where you lay it down and you say God I leave it I leave it. I leave it. So come on as we sing, would you? There is power. Come on, step back out of your chair and just kneel down and just leave it with all today. Oh, there is power. There is power. Yes, God. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There is power Come on, church. Sing it out in the air. There is power in the 
God, you were here. God, you were walking amongst your people. You were touching lives. God, you are making new the old. But God, you're helping us to also see that what once knew it was old now it is. And God, we cannot hang on to what was God the greatest victories of yesterdays are the the defeats of tomorrow God we can't live in them you are not a God of the old you are a God of the new and God in this house you want to do a new thing in people's lives God so many want to continue to hold on to this one, this one feeling, this one emotion, this one sense, this one revival, this one exuberation. God, you are not a, a God of what was. You are a God of what is and what yet is to come. 
Yes. God, help us today to know you have called us to the mountaintop of life. But God, between every mountaintop of victory is a valley of despondency, of despair, of discouragement and uncertainty. But God, you said, though I walk through the valley, you've never told me to live in it. And God, you told me that even if I went from that mountaintop of victory, I have to leave it to reach to the new victory you want and you have. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want you to take your seats. If you're still in the altar praying, that's fine. But if they need to sit down, let them sit down. Let me just quickly, I want the worship team to stay up here. Okay, you all can do this today. Revelation 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now listen, I'm talking about a time to come. I believe this happens after the tribulation period. I said I saw a holy city, God's word, coming down from heaven, the new Jerusalem, prepared as a bride fully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice of the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be their God. And listen to this. This is the time coming, but I want you to hear me today. I was at that memorial service yesterday and the unction of the Holy Spirit came upon me and as I was ministering at this man's memorial, this man that has touched literally thousands of lives around the world, the Lord showed me that he was in heaven and God began to show him the different things that he had accomplished and he didn't remember. And the Lord said these words to me. He said, I do. I've written every one down. And then he gave me a vision. I don't know that it was a jar. I don't know that it was a canister. I don't know that it was something that wasn't physical. But it was like there was a... a I want to say an ocean, but it's not an ocean. It's, it was a holder. And there was just water in it. And God said, Dom, those are your tears. I've kept every single one. You're here today. Hurts, pains, disappointments, discouragements all the different things that we deal with in this life. Folks, this passage is not fulfilled today, but one day. But I feel the Lord would have me to tell you today, don't worry about those tears. I'm catching every one. And everyone that hurts you, hurts him immensely. But for that tear, he's given you help and hope.
and encouragement and strength that says you can do this. Folks, I, 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 I despair to be the bearer of bad news, but the world isn't getting better. You and I have to. We have to get stronger. It's not what happens to us, but what happens in us that makes the difference. Look what the Word of God says. I am going to wipe every tear from their eyes. No more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. For the old things have passed away. As I was up early this morning praying, that scripture just jumped out at me. The old things. And God said, that is for today. The problem that we have with the old things is they're the comfortable things. We hang on to what we know. We keep a hold of what we're comfortable to, with. Even if it's not good, we hold on to it. Don't look at me like that. I do. And I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to know better than this. It's only comfortable because I can, I can look at it. I can feel it. I can taste it. I can see it. It's like that old wound on us. We, we got to bandage it up, but we keep looking at it. See what they did to me? See what they did to me? See what they did to me? God said, yes, I did, and I do. Why don't you stop? And let me heal. But we have this tendency. It makes us feel good that we can look at this thing and say, it's because of them that I am what I am. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you something? If God showed you, I would have scars everywhere. But it ain't because of them. It's because of him that I am what I am. Because you can't, you can't look at those. Look what he said. He said today, today, the old things are passed away. That's right. Thank you. If you choose. I'm the alpha. I'm the omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give drink without cost. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to do anything. It's done. There was a song I used to sing years and years ago was these first seven verses of Revelation 21. I think we need to reintroduce it, Bill. I don't know if you know it, but it, it, that's all. You're, you're, you're memorizing these first seven verses of Revelation 21. Oh, it's a victorious song. Without cost. Jesus said, I did it. Stop doing it. It's done. Rest in it. Rest in it. And he said these words. I want you to understand. I'm talking about what was, what is, what God wants to come. Okay? I'm not there yet, Chris, but that was good. That was good. Go back to the last verse of Revelation 21. Look what it says here. He who, what's the word? What's that mean? It gives us a picture there's some that won't. Because it's not about what he's done, it's about what we do. 
do we give what we've done into what he's done? Or do we keep doing what we do despite what he's done? Am I making sense? Okay, don't just agree with me if you don't agree with me. You know, the thing I love so much about Wednesday nights is you can ask questions. You can stop me and say, I don't understand that preacher. What's that mean? And so we just get in the word of God and we'll find out. But the thing that I, that I say on Sunday mornings is if you don't like something, don't agree with something, write it down. Come talk to me. And we'll talk about it. He who, let's say that word with me again. That means you have to do something. What do you have to do? You have to agree with what he's done. Well, what's it mean to agree with what he's done? I act like I'm living it. I start doing it. When the devil tells me something, I was back there praying this morning. And I'm listening to this glorious worship. And folks, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the devil. I said, shut up, devil. I said, the devil can't show up in church like this. Oh, folks, he's sitting there next to some of y'all right now. Oh, don't listen to that preacher. Don't listen to that stuff. Why? Because he doesn't want you to have victory. It's done. It's over. But we have to, what's that word again? And you know how you overcome? You have to come over to the side of victory. You don't just overcome because he overcome. You come over to the side of victory. And then it says they will inherit. Sorry. They will inherit. They will inherit. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through your notes this morning. For you type A's, don't freak out. It's going to be a little more succinct than, than possibly. But folks, the thing I know about God is God don't, don't need me to do what he needs to do. And I think God's done a whole lot this morning already. Can you say amen? amen. One thing that is sure about life, what is, wasn't. And what, what, what wasn't, now is. There's some of you who are living things that you never thought you would ever live. It wasn't the way it was, but it is the way it is. Some of you in this room never thought you would ever be here. You love God, but you don't know if God's within a million miles of you. You're living for God, but you're saying, God, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why in the world am I dealing with this? What wasn't, now is. It's amazing how quickly new things become old. The new church becomes the old church. I can tell you, people sometimes when they come to church and, or they find victorious life, they come, this is the church I've been looking for my whole life. And then sometimes they don't stay. Because new wears off of a lot of things, folks. There's sometimes that they do stay. It doesn't feel like it did before. What wasn't, now is. And what is, it's never been like this. It's amazing 
how quickly new things become old. I put an analogy in your, in your notes there, and, and you can read it yourself, about how every year we look for that perfect Christmas tree. A lot of people, they get a live tree. I've got to have a live tree. I want, that, I, I want that powerfully pungent pine perfume wafting through my house. But you know what After a few days, you bump that tree. And deadness is all about it. What was once fresh and vibrant and glorious is now gone. That tree gave its final days. It went from fresh and green and full of fragrance and forest to dry and discolored, losing needles. See, new doesn't last long in this life. It doesn't. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't help. Solomon told us that he had everything, nothing that his eyes wanted. Did he hold away from himself? But he said, it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't fulfill. News quickly becomes history, doesn't it? Today, they're trying to rewrite history. The problem with it is it's all written in the hearts and the world we live in. You can't do away with it. It's part of life. You can pull statues down. You can paint over edifices. But what was won't change. What has to change is what is. Me. Me. Change the facade, change the color, change the, the, the perspective, change. The, no, you got to change me, you. This is how we keep faith. Listen to this, and I have it in your notes, it's on screen. If you and I are going to keep the faith, we need regular doses of new encouragement and edification in Christ. If not, the newness just doesn't last. Even to the most excited Christian. My wife and I have these conversations. You know, we sit down sometimes and, and we talk about this. Would, would you all mind? I don't want to sit on this chair. I like getting with you all. And so it's a little harder to walk around right now. So I'm going to come down here and sit. Nope, I'm good. Is this okay? Nobody's offended, right? Okay, good. Here, sweetie. My things keep buzzing. Not a good feeling. Let me reiterate, folks. The new doesn't last. And if you and I are going to stay victorious, if we're going to stay excited in Christ, church ain't going to do it. People ain't going to do it. Pastors ain't going to do it. Situations, you have to do it. David always encouraged himself. First Samuel, I don't have time to read it. Chapter 30. David's entire family, his wives, his children, everything he owned was stolen away from him. And his people, the ones that stayed, the 400 mighty men, you know what? We want to kill David. It's his fault. 
David had to encourage himself, the Bible says, in God. There's times, ladies and gentlemen, that in this new year, we have to grab a hold. Yes, it's new, and we've been talking about God doing a new thing in God. But folks, the old is going to creep in. What about me? What about me? And know what you got to do? you got to say, what about you? That was then, this is now. Well, yeah, but I was pretty good. Yeah, then you were, but you ain't now. Is everybody okay? David said, I have to encourage myself as a pastor. And you can ask any one of these pastors. You can ask any one of the leaders in this church. you got to continually encourage yourself in doing what we do. Why? Because the devil wants nothing more to discourage. Look what Ecclesiastes 1 says. What was will be again. What has already been done will be done again. Nothing new under the sun. Much like that old wilted Christmas tree. Oh, it was glorious in its day. I love the smell of pines. There's sometimes that I'll just go walk out in the trees and I'll just throw my face right in them. Hmm. Of course, I'll get prickly pears on my face, but that's okay. It just smells so good. But just like that old wilted tree, listen to this. When we stop practicing our faith as new, our faith will lose its freshness. The glorious light will soon dim because we live in a dark world. And don't any one of us ever think that without Christ we can overcome that darkness because the only light in us is Jesus. Three amens out of that. That's, That's good. If we're not careful... We'll find that the best days of our best faith are now behind us. And we'll begin to look backwards instead of forwards. And the minute you do that, that verse in Revelation 21, he that overcomes, we won't overcome. We won't. Oh, don't get scared. I'm not saying you're not going to make heaven. But I'm saying that you won't overcome the frustrations and aggravations of this life. We have to start new. Why? God is the God of the new. See, Hebrews 12 says he's the author and finisher. Philippians 1, this is not in your notes, you have to write them down. Hebrews 12, 2. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Philippians 1, 6 says he will finish the work of that he started. See, the one constant that I have, ladies and gentlemen, as a pastor, that always keeps my faith from becoming old, is I keep my eyes on Jesus. There's a lot of things I can put my eyes on. We're going to get back to this song, this Bless the Lord song, because it's so pertinent to today's message. And when, when, when Matt Redman wrote it, And he shared the story of it, him and his friend. 
He said it was so much of a struggle in the day-to-day realities of life that he had to have one constant and that was keeping his eyes focused. See, the Word of God in Revelation 21, I am making everything new. And then look what he says here. That last line in verse 5. Write these down because they are faithful and true. They're trustworthy. Well, pastor, I don't feel very new. Your focus has changed. The stuff is getting to you. You'll say, pastor, I'm, I'm not a, a man of, a, of iron. I'm not a, a, I'm not. Folks, none of us are. But we are who we are in Jesus. You know what? God is eternal. God is forever. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the was. He is the is. And he is the is the one to come. Timeless. Everything is new. My life in Christ. New. Last week. New. Every morning. But it's a decision that I make. Shout it again, Michael. Thank you. That means I agree with what you're saying, preacher. So if you want to say an amen, go ahead and give it up. Folks, he is. He doesn't change. Look at this song. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh. Oh, my soul. And worship. His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. Worship. My life every day, not as a pastor, but as a Christian, is that decision. You see, the screen will have the words. It says, the sun comes up. There's a new day dawning. And you see the next line? It's time to sing your song again. And whatever comes to pass, and whatever lies before me, You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be singing that same song when the evening comes. Now think about that. I I want to sing that line here in just a second. But think about David out there in the wilderness watching over his sheep. A lion and a bear come. He's a kid. He's got a staff and a rod. And he got really good with the rock. Are you really good with the rock? Well, not the one in the sling. But the rock that's the foundation of your life. Are you good in that rock? Come on, bring your biggest bear, your biggest lion devil. You're going down. That's right. David was good. Why? Every morning, the sun came up. It's a new day that was dawning. 
and he had a song in his heart. This time, I'm going to sing that song again. And he said, it doesn't matter what happens today. Whatever comes, whatever lies before me, that song I began the day with, I'm going to finish the day with. Am I making sense today? So come on, would you do it with me? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, oh my soul. I worship your holy name. I sing like says here, 2 Corinthians 5.14. You're going to have to follow me, Chris, because I'm going to jump through it. Okay? So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. We regard nothing from a worldly point of view. Do you know why? He says, because you're a new creation. Folks, the world's going to be the world. And this new year... As we wrap up this series, this new year, you got to make a decision. It doesn't matter what they do. It matters what I do. It doesn't matter what they've done. It matters what I do. It doesn't matter what they said. It matters what I do. It doesn't matter where I've been. It matters by where I am right now. And if I'm in Christ, then I am in the hope of glory. You see, God makes everything new can somebody get excited in the house of God but let me share with you quickly here's our problem put it up there at 1st John I want you to look at a big old screen look at this here's the problem ladies and gentlemen is we start loving the world That's right. we start loving life we start loving stuff you say well pastor we're in this that's right we're in it but we're not of it we love the world and he says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, that doesn't mean you can't like stuff. But when anything gets in the way of your relationship with God, it's not good stuff. Amen. That's right. Amen. Well, how do I know if it's good? Where's God? As I've taught this church for years and years, how do you spell good? 
G-O-O-D. What happens if you take God out of good? What do you got left? Zero. So you know it's God when it's good, when God's the focus of it. But here's what he does. Everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, the boasting of what he has comes not from God, but from the world. And the world and his desires are passing away. And the man who does the will of God, he will live forever. He is the one, Revelation 21 says, overcomes. So today, let me talk about you. Are you old? Are you old? Are you tired of same old, same old? Maybe too old for your own good. Let me tell you something. And please stand for a few more minutes. Don't get discouraged. (laughs) Most of y'all know this because I told you. I didn't want to start this church. You can thank the Holy Ghost for wearing a seven and a half size shoe because it was her shoe planted in my butt. They said, okay, son, it's time to get back to work. Folks, I've been doing this 35 plus years. And and this is not a bad thing. This This is a life thing. Last week we talked about it. Paul said, I've been through all these different things. And then I have the care of the church. Can I tell you something? What you do or don't do affects me badly. Because I kind of care about you a little bit. Oh, I try to put on the, it doesn't matter. I lie. It does. And that's the only reason I don't, folks, that's the only reason I didn't want to pastor again. Because I know the hurt and the pain of doing it. Yes, you deal with the same thing as a Christian. But I deal with it for me and for everything you do. My wife and I this morning, we called a dozen, 15 people just making sure they're okay before we were coming to church. You need a ride. You need anything. You need some help. Folks, this is just the reality of life. Does it get old? Yeah. But that's my choice. That's my choice. That's our choice. And you know, every day, we got to say, God, this is your party. (laughs) Thanks for the invitation. Some of y'all don't even know who I'm talking about, but that's okay. God wants to make the old new. I'm not going to take time to explain it, but in your notes, I left it. Because if you really want to understand 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 5.17, you've got to go back 
all the way to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Where Paul is laying out his life, his ministry, and what God has called him to do. The verse that I will go to, Chris, if you scroll down to 2 Corinthians 4. Look what it says here. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Once again, go back to 2 Corinthians, and I encourage you, when you leave church today, go read 2 Corinthians. You can start with verse one, with chapter 1. It's, it's really a good book. It really is. But if you don't start with chapter 1, start with chapter 2. And read all the way to the end, verse 21 of, 17, of 517. And you get a whole new revelation, a whole new understanding. Paul said, in all the stuff that I deal with, all the stuff that I go through in life, all the stuff that, I, that frustrates me in this, he said, I don't lose heart. Matter of fact, he outlines it this way. They're light and momentary troubles. And he said, the reason I don't lose heart is because I keep my eyes fixed on what is not seen. Not on what is seen. New doesn't last long in life, folks. Because everything in this world is temporary and changing. Psalm 139, Job 14 says your days are numbered. Psalm 90 tells us because our days are numbered, teach us, Lord, to take a hold of those days and control them. Don't let them control us. That we grow in your wisdom. Because the devil will do everything in his power to take the newness of Christ and cause it to be the oldness of familiarity. Let me go back to that song. You see, folks, God's word is filled with hope for what's ahead. We are reminded by God's word to keep our eyes on Jesus, on the one that lasts to look and to love the one who is forever. David, every morning woke up. Bless the Lord, O my soul. 150 psalms, two-thirds of them penned by the hand of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God, I'm going to worship you. Every day, is brand new every day it's a brand new opportunity no matter what's happened no matter what's going to happen God I'm going to sing the song in the morning I'm going to sing the song at night time and you know why I'm able to do that because I'm singing that song all day long bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship your holy name I sing like never before oh my soul come on sing it again bless the Lord everybody in the house of God bless the Lord my 
It's in your notes, I think, Chris. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years. Ten thousand years. And forevermore. Okay. It should be down towards the end. It should be the one one or two of the last lines. Okay, let me let me share it with you. On that day. This is talking about a day in the future, but it's talking about a day like today. On that day, my strength is failing. How many here have days where your strength just wants to give out? Come on, be honest. Lift your hand up. Folks, I got both my hands. I put my feet up, but they hurt right now. Folks, I got days like that. You know, the, the problem you have with me I don't know if it's a problem or an issue. A friend of mine says, not all problems are problems or just issues. The problem you have with me is I'm just stinking transparent. You're going to see the good, bad, and the ugly. Hopefully not too much of the ugly, but you see it. I I look at my Lord and Savior, and he was pretty real. So I, I just, I try to be real. And there's times when my strength is failing. I don't, I I just say, okay, enough's enough. I go back to work. I go back to a regular job. I go back doing whatever. Folks, can I just be transparent for a second? I have those days where my strength is failing. Now let's forget about pastoring in the church. There's times as a Christian, my strength fails. And I think the end's drawing in there. I'm just thinking, God, what's the sense? But then I go right back to that mountaintop. And I say, okay, God, I know it's been a long valley. It's been a deep valley. It's been frustrating and aggravating in that valley. But God, I'm on the mountaintop now. And soon I'm going to forget about that valley. But as I'm on that mountaintop of victory, I'm going to look across. I'm going to see the next mountain that God has, the next victory that God has, the next promise that God has. And you know what? He says, son, I'm going to take you there. But you got a valley to go through. And sometimes we just want to stay where we are. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, there's a sweet presence of God in this house. Oh, I just feel, can I just stay here? Yeah. We can put some nails on the door. And we just call it victorious life. Dead church. Or we can call it victorious life. The church that really does live a victorious life. 
because every day is brand new. And on that day, when my strength is failing, the end draws near. The end draws near. Today, lifting a voice like this. Ten thousand years, God. And forevermore, God's gonna say, Come on, somebody lift your voice. spending eternity in glory with him. He also gave us the choice of whether to live in the old, the old day, or the new, the new day. I put it in great big, or Bob put it in great big bold letters for us. Can I encourage you? Choose new. Today, I, I don't care what happened. I don't care what you what your thoughts. I don't care what the devil's tormenting. I don't care what people have said. What choose new? I'm new. I'm new. I love you, but I ain't going to let you affect my new. Look at somebody and say, "I'm new," and don't tell them I ain't going to let you affect my new. Don't do that because that might. Get them off the new. Old new is us. I have to choose every day what God has planned. I have to find it. I have to look towards it. I have to pursue it. I have to embrace it. That only happens when I make it the priority. And I do nothing else. Except through God fulfill it. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. 
Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.